Every day is filled with choices. You're here because you're choosing to start with a win. Get ready to be inspired, learn something new, and connect with the Win Nation. And top of the 12th floor, Remax World Headquarters. Adam Canto, CEO of Remax, here with Start With a Win in studio with us here. Producer Mark, how you doing, buddy? I am doing so good. I love it. 2020 in full swing. Boom, 2020 all over the place. New decade. New decade. New intro. New show opening, yeah. That's right. We got a new guest. Oh, we do. <laughs> <laughs> new executive. That's right. Actually, by the time we're playing this, he's been here, oh, five or six months. That's probably. still new. Yeah. We got our chief customer officer of Remax, Nick Bailey. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good. Glad so to be here. Hey, we're and new guest or am I a new old guest? And that can mean a lot of things. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> We'll just say you're uh, a wonderful guest. How's that? Ah, that's nice. Thank yeah, you. I like that. Yeah. We're kind. Yeah, of yeah. course. Okay. So, Nick, um, I mean, you're like an industry guru, long time. Did you ever think you'd be called that? No. No? Listening to you say it makes me uncomfortable. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I care about your feelings. No, but I appreciate it. It's, uh, I never imagined. Well, gee, man, you got 23 years of real estate industry experience. Yikes. A decade makes you experienced. A couple of them. You start looking down the guru line there. Yeah. You get, you get some expertise. I mean, you've been in so many different aspects of this industry. You were with Remax for quite some time, your initial kind of 12-year, 10-year mm. here. Yeah. You were gone for, what, seven years? Seven years. Yeah. On my sabbatical. Your sabbatical? Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to call it your internship, right? No. People are referring to it as my sabbatical. Sabbatical now? That works for me. Okay. There you go. I love it. You know, we, you and I were talking... Uh, a little while ago and said, what if we put the band back together? Some of the amazing things we could do at Remax here. Yeah. The phone rang, caller ID, and smoke started coming out of the left <laughs> speaker. And I went, what does Adam want? Because <laughs> that was in your caller ID still? But, of it. course. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Because we had texted and run into oh, each yeah. other through industry events throughout we're, the years. Yeah. We're like almost neighbors also. Yeah. Not, not too far from each other. And we were on the same planes, same places. Yeah. Like, what's up, buddy? And then uh, I go, this is a weird phone call. And you go, what do you, what's up? And I go, hey, what do you think about coming back? And you're like, yeah, that's a weird phone call. I think I said, what the hell are you calling me for? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I remember it. Well, anyway. it worked. And we're having a blast. And if you hadn't called, I wouldn't be here. That's so thanks right. for the call. Well, thank you for answering. You know, you could have like hit ignore the red button on the phone. Yeah. Curiosity killed the cat though. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, super happy to have you here. And this is your first appearance on Start With a Win. So this ought to be a lot of fun. It is. I feel honored. Well, I'm honored to have you on here, my friend. Thank you. We got a lot of fun stuff going on in our industry right now. And I want to talk about 2020. You know, you've participated in the industry, even as recent as uh, a few months ago uh, as a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. uh, you've been a broker. You've obviously been an executive throughout the industry, worked in all sorts of different aspects of it, from brokerage, franchising, technology, all these different things. Right. Some really cool perspective and insight. So I want to talk about three different things here. First of all, uh, perspective for 2020 from an agent's viewpoint. I want to talk about perspective 2020 from a broker's viewpoint. Okay. And I want to talk about it from the consumer viewpoint as well. Yeah, super interesting. So let's dive into this. Let's, uh, let's actually start with the consumer. What should the consumer be thinking about in 2020 in the real estate space? Here's what I love about the consumer piece of it. The consumer's driving more aspects of what an agent does and even what a broker does and even what we do as a franchisor 
more so now than they ever have. And that scares a lot of people that have been industry veterans and seasoned for a couple of decades. Because here's to me, foundationally, people ask me all the time, as you know, Adam, there's a ton of noise out there. And because I was an exec at Zillow, oh, what are they doing? What is this company doing? And how about this company? To me, it comes down to the fundamental piece that's driving or that has changed in my two plus decades. Because I started with MLS books, right? Um, like many of our people in the industry have. And a highlighter or a pen or something to circle that list. And you give your client the book from last week and say, shh, don't tell anyone <laughs> I gave it to you. Come on, we all did that. I but remember those days. Here's the three things. It was consumer, agent, then house. Right. Today, it's consumer, house, house. agent. Uh -huh. The fact that those two have flipped is what, to me, is the fundamental issue that is driving people crazy, that is the basis of the noise. So to your question, what should the consumer be focused on today? Yeah. Statistically, 93% of millennials, which is the largest home buying population now, are using an agent. 93%. Wow. More consumers or buyers and sellers are using an agent today than in my lifetime in this business. And so what it's telling us is consumers still want an advocate in the process. Right, the right. The best advocate they can get. So we went through this phase of transparency of here's all the listings, here's all the data, here's what my neighborhood's doing. And now consumers are saying, I want advice to make the right decision. So you think that is because the the transaction itself, or is it because of the agent themselves? Or I mean, what's the combination there? Why are there more consumers that want agent assistance than ever before? Because obviously the consumer wants to be involved in the transaction exactly. probably more now than they ever have been as well. Yeah. And I think instead of maybe a buyer coming, when I first started uh, as an agent, coming to me and saying, I need to see what's on the market. So we were an access provider. Right. Now they get all this data all this information, and now it's, what do I do with it? They're the guide more now than ever before? Absolutely. It's not just about access. Okay. Uh, it's about guiding them through it. And there's still so many things with buying or selling a house that you can't serve up electronically. So here's an example. I remember years ago, several years ago, we were looking at a house, and the agent said to us, do you realize that the land behind this property is zoned for a two-story office complex? That's good to know. Not buying that, <laughs> but nothing online did it say anything about the land development, and it had just been rezoned. Interesting. It was originally zoned for a one level. It wouldn't have obstructed a view. Ah. You know, it's interesting you say that because uh, I was looking at a property with my agent, who happened to be my wife at the time, currently is my <laughs> wife. Um, so we're, we're out looking at a property. We're like, oh, this is fantastic. And she says, drive around back. And it, it did back up to open space, which I thought was really cool because there were woods and things like that behind it. Yeah. And we go around there and she goes, there's a fence post there. That hasn't been there very long. We need to see what gets attached to that. And it ended up being a zoning sign. And then she, you know, through her real estate agent magic, came up and said, by the way, this is going to be an entire new subdivision going in right in the backyard of this house. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, all right, no thanks. <laughs> And sure enough. I, I had no idea you had that story. I mean, here we're telling similar stories. Yeah. That if the agent hadn't have told us that, we might be sitting in homes that yeah, we either totally. didn't want or didn't appreciate the way. There's just a number of things. So that's where the consumer is showing us that they're reaching out and wanting that consultative advisor expert in the business. 
And I think that's awesome for our agents. I love it. I love it. So that's really one of the largest concerns of the consumer when you look at consumer studies. You know, they want to define and overcome the challenges. But, you know, one of the biggest challenges they have is defining the challenges. Mm-hmm. So they need that, that agent to actually reach out because the consumer doesn't know what they don't know. Right. They don't know what they don't know. And that's really key in that relationship that the agent builds with the consumer ahead of time for them to feel comfortable asking those questions or knowing what questions to ask, I guess, right? Yeah, totally. And and you look at, still, I'm convinced we got a long road ahead of us to make a better consumer experience. Right. I firmly believe that every consumer in our country had to buy or sell a piece of real estate once a month, the process would look different. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And coming out of the downturn, look how much more highly regulated the the mortgage piece of it is. And so right. the, com- the, the complicated nature of the transaction continues to get more and more complex. Interesting. And so consumers want, want help with that. Okay, so complicated, scary, don't know, need a guide. Many haven't done it before. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The entire new generation and the main, kind of the mainstream generation moving from uh, rentals to, to ownership right now. And then, you know, we've got this whole silver tsunami that is is alleged to occur here in the near future. You know, a lot of things like that going on. Ultimately, let's just talk about the 2020 market. I'm a consumer coming into the 2020 market. Nick, you're my trusted agent, my Remax agent. Mm-hmm. What do you have? What advice do you have for me saying, okay, should I buy or sell a house now? Take advantage of interest rates. We've had good rates for a number of years, but coming out of 2019, we saw that even get more favorable for buyers. And the other component is if you're ready to buy, you got to jump in because inventory constraints will, in my opinion, continue to be a challenge for a lot of markets in 2020. Right. And so consumers have to be careful how long they sit on the sidelines. I was online on Remax.com looking at some listings the other day, and they're not there anymore. What happened to them? Is that, is that the small inventory, the low inventory? Absolutely. Look, look at average days on market. Last year, they averaged around 46, 47 nationwide. Yep. Now, I do think in 2020, that may come up a little bit. We're entering a presidential election year. People just get more conservative by nature. Right. Regardless of politics, has nothing to do with that. We're in a presidential election year. we we got a lot of fear and noise to overcome here. So we might see average days on market clip up a little bit. Okay. And the introduction of new housing. Right. That's supposed to be increasing right now, isn't it? It takes a lot of years to get projects out of the ground. Yeah. And so we're starting to see that now. And so to see seven, 800,000 new, new home sales uh, coming into this year, that's going to give buyers some great options now, too. Great advice for the consumer. So let's let's switch over to the agent. 2020, year of opportunity for the agent. You know, there's there's a lot going on, but you have to be better now than you ever have been before. What advice do you have for agents in the new decade? Don't let other agents piecemeal or peel off one or two or three transactions from either your past business or your sphere. Ooh, I like this. So a couple of stats. Rewind to 2011. Yeah. 4.6 million transactions. Okay. Four and a half million leads were generated. Whoa, wait. In the country. Tell me me those numbers again, Ro. Four and a half million leads. Yep. And we sold about 4.6 million homes. That seems logical. Totally logical. Yeah. Let's go to last year. All right. Five and a half million homes sold. Yeah. A little bit of an uptick from... Sure. Yeah. Seven years ago. Yep. Eight years ago. Yeah. 89 million leads were generated. Whoa. So what we know is consumers are creating multiple leads all over the place. Yeah. And what's happening is if agents aren't engaged, it's not one lead per consumer. It's probably 10 or 15 leads per one consumer. And it's going to be the agent that outservices in time, fashion, every component about response is going to grab that business. Let's say you're my agent and I'm, I'm a contact in your phone, okay? Yeah. 
But I've just gone on several websites, portals, things like that, because you know everybody comparative shops. Sure. And now I have a dozen agents calling me. How do you keep my relationship as, you know, you're my agent, but I haven't talked to you in a year or two years or five years or whatever it might be. Shame on me. Yeah. So, I mean, how do, what do you need to do to get in front of this, this tidal wave of agents calling your consumer? Let's face it. I've been licensed now for just over 23 years. And so I feel like I can say this because I'm saying it about myself too. Okay. We as agents don't do a good job keeping in touch with our past clients. How do we know that? Statistics show. Okay. Let's look at listings. Yeah. And we had a big announcement at the end of 2019. Yeah. Tell me about that also. Yeah. (laughs) It's the fundamental issue with what agents are dealing with. Agents miss 70% of new listing opportunities out of their own contact list. Wait a second here. So you're saying 70%. That, so I'm only like 30% effective in my client base Yeah. as an agent? Yes. And you just mentioned the uh, an acquisition that, that Remax did in 2019 of a, an AI company, to, uh, machine learning, that, that has proven that fact. So you got to see, because you tested this product, you got to see how many people in your contact database as an agent mm-hmm. went out and bought or sold a house without you. Ooh, that's painful. I remember in real life when I was selling real estate, there was somebody I sold a house who I will never forget. I can see the house. I can see the lot. Right. I sold it to him three years before, had no idea that they were going through a divorce, and I drove by one day, and one of my competitor's sign was in the yard. Ouch. It was my fault. That's hard to admit. Yep. But now in a world of... We're going through the generation of some of this big brother data piece is a little creepy. <laughs> but but you know what? It's it's creepy, but it actually helps you hone in on your business. And it actually could help create a better experience. So if I'm thinking about selling, listing and selling, and keep in mind sometimes, especially if you have a partner or spouse, one of them's considering selling before they've even told the other one. Right. You never know those dynamics. So when you engage, which this technology allows us to do, because it's saying, by the way, we've identified Adam. Okay. That he and Kelly may be going to sell. Great. Swoop in and remind him that I took care of you five years ago when you bought that house. Are you considering selling? Can I help you? And I'm sitting there thinking, how did you know that? And at the same time, you might be going... Oh, yeah, we are, and have a lot of questions. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it can be used in a really positive way. But oh, totally. that's where I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to help agents not miss out on that big piece of business, but it's also going to help consumers have a better experience with their agent. Well, I think, you know, to, the, to that point, we also anticipate that people are going to, we as consumers anticipate that vendors or service providers are going to anticipate our needs. Just, I mean, you see it every day with, um, you know, you, you go on Facebook and you go, how did Amazon know that I want to look at this? Right. They know. Right. So why shouldn't we uh, in the real estate industry know that somebody needs our services that, that we've done business with in the past? And, and, you know, we have the know, like, and trust. We just haven't had the recency of communication with them. Exactly. Okay. And I, I don't know about you, but there are many times when, Instead of seeing random products that come up, if I open and have an online experience and ladies' shoes come up, I'm just not interested. Right. But man, if they pop up, here's the new men's Magnani business shoe, I'm like, interesting. They know my style. Right. And so it actually helps me shortcut the process. So from a, a big brother creepy data, yep. I don't mind it at all. I'm not scared of it. If Alexa at home is listening to me or if Siri and can help, help me, 
I'm all in. I, I love it because, you know, a- agents do spend money on cultivating relationships. They do spend money on marketing. So instead of spending a nickel on 2,000 different contacts, not knowing, okay, what is that nickel going to give me? Wouldn't you rather spend a dollar on 100 contacts and go, I'm going to give them a greater experience? When I hear an agent say, I need leads. <laughs> I know where you're going I with have this to one find now. leads somewhere. Yeah. What's the best lead you can get? A repeat or referral business. A free one. Yes. <laughs> and if it is repeat referral contact, it's not only free, but it's free with an endorsement and a referral attached to it in a, in a, in a way. So do a better job on those relationships. Yeah. And even if you're brand new and come into the business and you're sitting there saying, I need leads, man, you've, most people know a couple hundred people. Yep. A thousand people. Yeah. Even if it's only 50, it's amazing if you engage and say, okay, you don't have uh, real estate needs. Do you know someone that might? You'd be shocked at how many people say, ah, my neighbor, I have a colleague. But you have to ask the question. And f- this is something that hasn't changed. Agents are terrible at doing that. True, true. So let me, let me sum this up real quick for agents. Don't go get more leads. Get better relationships. Love it. Great way to say it. Awesome. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> All right. All right. It's yours. Okay. Sure. You know, we've got evidence, recorded evidence now. So last one yep. for 2020. Yep. Brokers. What should brokers be concentrating on? Growth. Tell me about that. Look at the constraint on margins that yep. brokers have experienced, and they, they have pressure on their margins. Okay. It's just what they're dealing with. So should they be looking at ancillary services? does two things, helps for profitability, helps consumers have a better experience. Did a survey, it's been about two years ago. Do you know what consumers said after they closed a transaction? What's that? 60% of them said, I'd rather have a root canal. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've had a root canal. I've had, yeah. I, I, I think I'd, I'd rather buy or well. sell a house. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, but for most, they don't. Yeah. And so brokers have to figure out how to scale their business because that is going to make up the margin piece. Okay. We've seen it in retail. Look at the hardware store 25 years ago on the corner. They were working off a 35% margin. Okay. Now look at something like Costco. They work off a 6% margin, but they do it in volume. The exact same thing is happening in the brokerage business. It's tough out there to be unaffiliated and maybe have 14 agents. I've got two parts to that then. So you just talked about unaffiliated. So really what you're talking about is the scale that we provide as a as a brand, as a franchisor mm-hmm. to help the, uh, the brokers spend more time growing their business and help their agents. You know, we just talked about the agent piece of this, help the agents do more business. So right. with all of those things working together, you add on ancillary opportunities like Motto Mortgage, for instance. Oh, it's um, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, it gives the broker a greater opportunity to actually work on their business instead of working in their business. And yeah, it's twofold. It's helping the consumer because they want a better one-stop shop experience. Yep. And at the same time, it's going to help their profitability. I love it. But they've got, they've got to grow. I mean, that's one thing that hasn't changed. If you're not growing, you're dying. That's true. Yeah. You you really are. You can't sit still in business. That's right. And especially not in brokerage. You've got to scale it and cover more territory. Wow, some amazing business tips. Hey, Nick, let's switch over to a few questions that we talk to all of our guests about here. Okay, you will put me on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot. All right, here's a good one for you. Favorite book and uh, why? Business or personal? You know what? You choose. Okay, just favorite one, that t- uh, top just, of mind. Yeah, top of mind. Uh, the Little Prince. Ah, interesting. <laughs> Most people haven't heard of it. It's a children's French book. 
Is it written in French or is it written in English? Uh, you can buy the English version. <laughs> okay. But I read the French version my senior year of high school. Took me two semesters <laughs> to read it. And I think it's a third grade level. Here's, here's the piece that I loved about it. Okay. Kids are actually winning over adults. Here's what we do as adults. I meet you at a party or a function. Right. Hey, Adam, nice to meet you. What do you do for a living? <laughs> you tell me. Check. Great. I've put yeah. you in a box. Uh, what do you do for fun? Where do you live? Oh, yeah. You put, if we're both 10 years old, never met you, and you give us a soccer ball, what happens? We play. We play. I don't care your background, where you came from, who your parents are, you know, what your grades are, any of that stuff. Mm -mm. You're my friend. And so what you're doing is you're finding a common element right out of the gate yep. of acceptance. And then over time, you learn who that person is. We as adults have a wall. And you, I need you to answer four questions for me before I decide if I'm going to like you or engage with you. And so this book is the premise of how children from that perspective are more open, and it creates open to different types of people, different situations. They find the best in all of it. And we wait before we jump in. I love this. There's so much deep meaning in this because we talk about unconscious bias, and we talk about fair housing. We talk about inclusiveness uh, in, in the organization here. It's a good reminder of that through a really simple concept that really any of us can wrap our heads around. I have a rule. If I go to a dinner, a cocktail party, a holiday party, and I meet people for the very first time, yeah. I do not ask what they do for a living. I love that. I refuse to ask. Wow. Amazing. And it changes the dynamics. Because if I met you, sight unseen, and you say, I'm the CEO of Remax, worldwide company, I may have a, oh, cool, I could become very intimidated. I may change my behavior based on just what you do instead right. of figuring out who you are. I like that. I like that. That's a key point for all the listeners. So here's another one. How do you define starting your day with a win? Yeah, when I wake up, my win is I know what my goal of the day is. I like that. It could start, for me, fitness, at least three days a week. It's yeah. not seven. That may be my start that I start right out of the gate. Gets my head right. It could be on those off days. Here's what I want to accomplish by the end of the day. It could be sit on the couch and watch marathon movies. But if that's my goal, that's how I start with a win, is deciding what my goal is for that day. I love this. You're, you're very goal-oriented. You're very results-oriented. And you execute. That's awesome. You have to know what, what you're after. And are there days that I fail at my goal? Absolutely. Didn't turn out the way I wanted it. But you didn't quit going after it. No. Awesome. Nick Bailey, Chief Customer Officer of Remax. Such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you very much. And uh, Happy New Year, buddy. Yeah. Thanks. Can't wait to see you next time. All right. We'll talk to you next time. And thanks, everybody, for starting with a win. Thank you so much for listening to Start With A Win. If you'd like to ask Adam a question and potentially be on our next episode, give us a call and leave us a message at 888-581-4430. Don't forget to go on to iTunes and subscribe, write a review, and rate the show. For more great content, follow Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And remember, start with a win.